When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV Podcast. Today, we are going to be going through our newest series of podcasts called What Should I Watch Next, which is very self-explanatory title. It's a recommendation show for some of our favorite TV, movies, anime, books, whatever we decide that we're going to do. So if you're listening to this on one of our side feeds, please be sure to check out our main Bingetown TV podcast feed where you'll find a collection of pretty much everything you could think of with sci-fi, fantasy, anime, whatever you want. It's all there on Bingetown TV podcast. With that being said, today's theme for recommendations is going to be one very near and dear to our nerdy hearts over here, anime. But before we get started into the specifics, laying down some ground rules for that, I want to give a shout out to our Discord, Bingetown TV Discord. We constantly are interacting with um, people that go into the community. They like to give recommendations. They like to talk about these types of episodes. And it's really good back and forth. So I'd highly recommend going there and checking it out. Some of the recent recommendations that we got that I know a couple of us in uh, the main Bingetown TV group have already decided to add to the list. Some of those include Tales from the Loop, Invincible, which I know, Dave, you absolutely love that show. Amazon's Invincible. It's coming out soon. We have a release date, I think. Right? We will definitely be covering that. Uh, there's Awake with Jason Isaacs, big guy uh, for Benchdown TV, OA and Harry Potter. Um, there is one that I actually haven't heard of that I'm very interested in. It's called From. And then another two that we got recommended were Teenage Bounty Hunters and Deadly Class, which I know Deadly Class has piqued my interest. Some of the members of our Discord that gave these recommendations, shout out to Slacker Inc., uh, Sucker for Sci-Fi, Jimalim, and Simon the Nipple. You know we have those great names in our community. Shout out Simon the Nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, back to today's episode. Since there's five of us here, um, we want to make sure that we keep this at a somewhat reasonable length. So we're not going to go over the limit of sometimes we'll, we'll for these episodes, we'll do three recommend, recommendations each. But for this one, we're going to keep it capped at two. Um, the only caveat I'll add to these recommendations before passing over the mic, because I've been talking a lot right now, is that we are not going to be recommending some of the mega hit anime or manga that you're probably familiar with with like one piece or naruto or death note i don't think we're going to be touching any of those it's more about getting into the less popular ones that we're really passionate about um, maybe newer yeah. ones and or, or newer. <laughs> no I, I would agree or newer um just you know no, none of the big ones that have been out there for over a decade we wanted to give us a chance to get some of our, our passion projects out there so well i guess one of paul's recommendations doesn't even fall in that category either but well, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, we're all recommending anime. Yeah. So 
basically just the big three are off the board is kind of what I'm saying. We're not going to be talking One Piece, which we will be covering when that comes to Netflix September 1st, or is that August 31st? August, August 31st. 31st. I always yeah. mix it up with Wheel Time, which will also be covered for season two. But anyway, I'm going to pass it to whoever wants to go first with their first recommendation. I'll go. <laughs> so just to kind of give you the idea of what we're what kind of animes we're talking about like luke said it's not the crazy ones you might have heard of this though before but i uh, definitely give it a try i want to be covering or suggesting uh magi the labyrinth of magic and some people pronounce it as magi but i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be pronounced magi please correct me if i'm wrong um but what it is it's kind of like a kingdom style fantasy meets you know the desert um, and the crazy power system of an anime, but it's there's such a cool whole take on it, like with the whole political intrigue and what it means to rule a kingdom um, and everything that goes on behind it. But its real draw is the amazing power systems, which is comes originally from these dungeons that started popping up everywhere. You know, they're filled with monsters and traps. And at the end, there's a powerful magic being. A, a potentially a gin that you could capture in a vessel and then use that tool that vessel and that gin's power beyond that and that's where the really crazy power comes in and the magic fights are just top notch some of the powers are just insane and not to mention some of the characters our main two guys are Alibaba and Aladdin, but I think everybody's main daddy is Sinbad. Mm -hmm. Sinbad is just known as a guy who's a dungeon conqueror. He's He's got like, I don't even know how many, six or seven plus up his belt, and he's just walking around with everything on him, and he's just such a badass, such a nonchalant, awesome mentor slash badass. It's just, he has his own um short season called sinbad it's like the legend of sinbad or something like that that's amazing as well there's just so much cool shit that goes on in here um and i highly highly recommend it the only issue though so i think all of us have seen it at least watched it to completion however the only issue with magi is that it's not the anime is not finished so the manga is completed but it never finished its adaptation and where the manga or where the anime ends is a great spot, but you are missing. There is so much information that gets left out. Like the final arc is so incredible and it's well worth the read for anyone who hasn't read it or, you know, has watched only up until the anime is ending. But again, Sinbad is just an incredible character is definitely drawn. has been one of my favorite characters in Magi definitely since the beginning of when we watched it. And Definitely going to piggyback on Paul and just say, this is definitely an easy watch for anyone. It's just very simple story at the end of the day not not too crazy it's very easy to follow and all the characters there's just so many great characters and likable characters from that mm. show kyle's a slut for alibaba though i know yeah, he wants Ali to say something alibaba's my boy it's one of my favorite anime manga characters of all time right there the, the manga is just fantastic i would use the anime as like a nice diving or jumping board rather into the manga the story just gets like the the are they right the anime is like kind of like Kitty, it gets serious at the end because but the fights are great, and then like the manga gets so like philosophical level serious, and it's like really, really, really good. So I would, yeah, that's a fantastic recommendation. Paul. That's definitely an ending that I still think about to this day. Yeah, like it just so never, good. I just never saw it coming, really. And yeah, I also so just want to add the the desert aesthetic is a really cool, unique plot or our setting that this brings to the table. Mag Maggie, Maggie, whatever you want to call it, awesome. 
Yeah, if you liked Aladdin as a kid. Mm. I'm sure yeah, you enjoy this show. There's some waifus too, of course. <laughs> I don't know if we're doing IMDb ratings on everyone, but if we are, this one is like a 7.8. So it's not crazy, but there are some That's moments. High. Uh, yeah, it it's up there. Um, but there definitely are some peak moments that just leave you saying "Wow," and and just like you yeah, just want more because it gets it just escalates, man. It's awesome. Like I've maybe rewatched it like twice in my whole life, but some of the the moments, like you said, Paul, I can vividly just remember so well, and that's the beauty of M- Magi is that it's just it's so well done for yeah a, a, for a, it's a really good product of its time. We also, I mean, my anime list is probably a much better ranking website than IMDb mm-hmm. for animes, just because, I mean, it has it has an 8.02 on my anime list. I mean, it has 540,000 ratings versus, I'm sure, like, what, a few thousand on IMDb. So um, I wrote those down for my shows, and we can also just on the fly look them up for anyone else's as well. Sounds good. While you're talking, you might as well take it away for the next Yeah, one. so I'll take it away. Uh that's such a this is good because Magi into I'm gonna recommend Code Geass. Uh that's like funny because these two shows just reminded me of sophomore year of college of me, Luke yeah. and Paul living together and all sharing a bedroom together. <laughs> but <laughs> um Code Geass for me, I think is one of my favorite. I would almost rank it like it for me, it passes into like the TV show. Like, like independent of its being an animated TV show, I think for me it falls into like I would rank it as part of my favorite TV shows as well. It's just so well written. It's basically like an alternate reality where the British Empire wins the American Revolution, and there's three kingdoms essentially in the world. It's the you know the Britannia, the Chinese Federation, and the Europa United, which is Europe and Africa. And Lelouch is the main character. He is like uh, a son of the king. But he hates his dad so much. They get into it in the story of why. Um, so he basically tries to just start a rebellion to take down one of the three kingdoms of the entire world. And it is just a fantastic, it's just a great ride. I mean, it's just fun to watch him start like from zero to become like, you know, he's developing his kind of his ranks and his strategy. And it's just like very cerebral for me. Like if you like death note and the way like that cat and mouse game of death note, I think you would really enjoy this show. I mean, Lelouch is one of my favorite main characters of all time. I mean, not to plug anime, my anime list again, they had like a a poll or like a voting thing and he was voted the best anime character of all time. Wow. I didn't know that. I've yeah, seen, his yeah, his that power crazy? is essentially so the Gios is a power. His Gios is that like if he makes direct eye contact with you, he can make you do whatever he wants. Um, which sounds broken and basic and overpowered, but it's just interesting in the way that he uses it and kind of the restrictions that come along with it. It's only two seasons, fifty total episodes. You could bang that out in like two weeks, a month, even. Um, just I literally can't recommend this enough. Um, it has an eight point seven on my anime list the number 21 most popular anime on the entire website and you can watch it on hulu and crunchyroll so it's kind of available multiple sites this is by far my biggest anime sin because i know for a fact like kyle doesn't recommend things as heavily like this as code geass and i just know for a fact it's a slam dunk for me it's it's death note is one of my favorite animes ever and it's if it's exactly like that and he's a better version of light i just couldn't imagine how much i would love this and it's definitely at the top of my list kyle says it's the better death note 
which is uh, yeah the ending is just fantastic it's definitely one if you like know the story and like you like watching anime reactions at the level dave and i do like i just watch people watching the ending of it and get enjoyment out of it it's just fantastic and it's like it's interesting and it's like milit like it's military and mecha like they drive suits in it as well like mecha suits and it's like a little bit older it's just like I, it has everything for me and people mecha can- is a whole like anime category people yeah. consider it a mecha but even when i think back on code geass like if you get turned off by the idea of it being a mecha i wouldn't even like the mechs are just such a side part of the the whole they're just pawns in the game in the big game of yeah the whole like, point is yeah it's more of like a mystery suspense thriller type and also it has that what Kyle mentioned it sprinkles in some of those like battle strategy formations which it's just really cool another anime or manga that's like that is kingdom which i'm in the middle of reading so maybe not if suggesting. Any, i'm not suggesting <laughs> i'm in the middle of reading if anybody has ever dabbled into that there are some elements that uh, overlap but code geass was definitely one that i also completed i think it was around sophomore year of college and i think i binged it so quickly because i was like i just need to know how this ends yeah so- I, I remember the exact day like the scenario that happened when i watched the finale like i made sure that luke and paul were taking a nap so i could watch it and like not have them walk in and like ruin anything and i just remember like trying not to scream my head off while they were sleeping in the other room <laughs> for sure and uh, correct me if i'm wrong I, I, this might have been a rumor but season three for whatever reason is that it's like thing? in an alternate universe type of deal yeah, they've made but, like a movie afterwards and a bunch of stuff, but it's not like the main storyline with as far as I know, it's not like a like you don't need to watch it or, or anything to know like the main like the main storyline is the two seasons. OK, because I was I saw that. And I was like, I don't know how I feel if they were to bring back, you know, like Lelouch under like, you know, all that stuff after the finale that we got. I just didn't think it was possible. So I'm glad that they're kind of taking that route. Yeah, the story wrapped itself up. Well, it was just there yeah. wasn't, it's I'm sure it was some type of money grab. All right, who's next? Let's give it to the 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 anime master himself, Alki. I'll go. I'll go next. Uh, my recommendation, my first recommendation, is one that's pretty hot right now, but it is unlike most of the commonly famous ones. It's Vinland Saga, and the reason why, yeah, it's a one, dude. It's so good, <laughs> and like Kyle mentioned for Kogias, he would. Kogias for him creeps into that like favorite show list, just overall shows outside of anime. And I think Villain Saga has that potential, especially as I feel that way because I'm a manga reader. I actually read the manga before I even watched the anime. I read it before the anime even came out. And I knew it was just like a top tier story that had potential to really take the world by storm. The story is about this kid, Thorfinn. In the anime, they call him Torfin, but it's spelled with a T-H. I say Thorfin. It's about him and his quest for revenge. I don't want to give away too much because I think the first few episodes like really lay the story out so well. But essentially, he is on a journey to seek revenge. And the story develops with him as he comes of age into adulthood. Um, and it kind of transitions from like your tropey adventure manga anime into a real life, a real character growth based story with multiple antagonists, multiple protagonists. And it has so much depth that creates such a world 
that engulfs the audience. I mean, it has everything you want. It has amazing fights. It has philosophical undertones. It has amazing art. And it is it is a complete story front to back. And I just read the most recent chapter today. And I can say that there's so much in store for the for the viewers and the, for those who have seen seasons ones and ones and seasons one and two so far. Yeah. So it's a it's a historical piece. It places you in like 1100 A.D. Mm-hmm. It takes place in you know Denmark. It's like a Nordic story. Uh, they'd mention like actual kings and queens of English kingdoms, Danish kingdoms, which I think is really cool because there are some. F- there's like some factual content in it. They eventually yeah. mention like Mik Mik Milkegard, Miklegard, which is what the Vikings refer to Constantinople as, which is like really cool. So they tie in like real life world history. Um, my anime list ranks it as eight point seven four. So right next to Code Geass. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's um it's ranked this is the first season, it's ranked forty six and the popularity is 80. I really don't know how to interpret that. But like usually my anime list is uh my anime list scores out of 10 are a good representation of like how good the quality actually is. Anywhere in the eights, 8.5 and above is like A1. And and Villain Saga is great. It is transcended like a normal anime to a real show with like there's so much to expect. I mean, it feels I compare it to like Attack on Titan. Whereas you don't really watch for the fights so much as just how the story is going to unfold. And that's really what makes Vinland Saga so great. And I want to add, though, that it also, from my experience, I've only seen 10 episodes, a great start to the first season. I'm going to keep going with it. But this one has one of the least amount of like cringy, like mm-hmm. anime tropes. So it's a really good starter for people that yes. aren't into anime you know like kind of like similar to death news like i like to yeah. i like to offer them as vinland saga is a great starting point and i love the main character absolutely and I th- i'm glad you mentioned that because it has n- absolutely none of that like yeah. no i mean there are Some people legitimately like refuse to watch anime yeah. because of like those cringy like horny moments exactly and if this is a a podcast where we're trying to get people into anime and like kind of take that leap of faith i think villain saga would be a good first step because it's like more close to western media than other anime and it's also really awesome and it has some of those classic anime characteristics that you know would make you want to watch other anime too and i just think that overall it's a story worth watching and investing in um yeah so sorry then for my recommendation of magi because there's some anime tropes the main character yeah is yeah, obsessed there's... with boobies and love just throwing his face <laughs> in between them so yeah yeah it's season awesome. for that one I think, uh, it's also important to mention with vinland saga that it's like so the second season just came out so it's like an ongoing show just as like yes a, like yeah Thank not you, coming out with an expectation that it's like a completed show it's very much an ongoing one i loved the two seasons of it i crushed season one and then i kind of will say subconsciously waited for more of season two to come out before i i finished season two but had a great time yeah i agree with everything Alki said i just it's just a good time and leaf erickson leaf erickson is definitely a character yeah leaf erickson, I love, the yeah character, i love when you yeah. meet you meet him really early and i'm like oh my god this is great they have some they play on like some nordic mythology like some of the characters are named after or influenced by thors and like loki so maybe for yeah. your marvel people out there they'll seem familiar you know and yeah. i want to say for those who are getting into anime like yeah anime does have some of that cringy stuff in it but if you can learn to get past it 
there's so much out there. There's so much depth in anime overall and manga, and I don't want anybody to really get turned off by that. And maybe you'll find yourself liking some cartoon titties. You know, Samuel L. Jackson literally <laughs> is it Samuel L. Jackson who literally says like anime and mangas are written like well better, like are written better than like Eastern stories. I think he, there's a quote of him saying that. Or I mean, it the they exist. Around, yeah. okay. They exist for a reason, and if you yeah, lean sorry. into it. If you lean into it more than get push away from it, it honestly can actually build in the story. But at the same time, totally understand where you're coming from. Bottom line, and there's none of that in Vinland Saga. And final point as well, it's on Netflix and Crunchyroll. Yeah. So we naturally need to bump our Last Kingdom coverage, which this is the same setting, like Saxons, yeah. Danes, like it's a very Yeah, the Dane Law key mm-hmm. part of it. So if you if you were a fan of our Last Kingdom coverage, which Go watch that show. That show's a banger. This yeah. is like very a very good you know way to wean yourself out of that. <laughs> Just but, uh, a quick little, real quick little fun fact. Emily putting Emily, my girlfriend, on blast here. She thought Leafs Erickson's name was Lee Space Ferrickson. Like his last <laughs> name started with an F. <laughs> oh, that's great! I'm so glad you said that. It's embarrassing, and that shows about <laughs> a lot about Paul's uh, choice in women, right there. Uh, she's she's a she's a keeper. I'm lucky. <laughs> but anyway, no, yeah, uh, I'm going to recommend one that is uh, very popular. Majority of the people listening to this who have watched anime have probably already seen this anime. But again, this is I'm still going to target this for those who don't really have an anime experience and are interested in getting into it. I have to recommend Demon Slayer. I don't want to give away too much of the plot kind of like Alki. Like the first episode is like kind of it, it sets the tone and I don't want to give too much away, but essentially it's about um, uh, this guy who lives in this world of demons. Essentially, he's a kid. I shouldn't even say he's a guy. It's a kid who lives in this world of demons. Demons are running rampant. They kill a bunch of people, um, some shit. Obviously, the main character goes through some shit. But the main thing that I want to bring up with this show is that it's just one of the most hype things that I've ever seen as I just watch week to not week, well, week to week at some moments, sometimes just binging it all. But I, I, I catch myself just wanting to just keep watching more like season one ended phenomenally. And I just remember when that ended, I was so depressed because I wanted season two. They came out with a movie, which then got adapted into season two. But Demon Slayer is just a very unique uh, show for me just because in terms of one the animation is in a tier of its own i don't think anything really even comes close maybe attack on titan but if you even compare the the main fights of demon slayer to the main fights of attack on titan like i don't even think it comes close and so the anime animation style itself is already just gorgeous and just so unique and something that everyone who is like even if you're just an artist you can just appreciate how beautiful it is but just even going off of that, the story itself is just so amazing. There's just so many question marks and there's so many things that you want our characters like level up and they come across even stronger characters, just like any main story of an anime would. Like there's the villains keep getting stronger and stronger, but it works in a way that is so perfectly set up to help our main character just become the ultimate swordsman. I guess that's what each everyone who is what you call a demon slayer in this world you know, has a type of breathing technique that they use, whether it's an element base, whether it's water, earth, fire, you know, so on and so forth. And I just, I, I really have no, I don't want to give away too much of the plot because again, in the first episode does so much and it does kind of set up the, the stage for the entire show itself. And it is a really cool twist. I think in the first episode, but I know Kyle, it, Alki, it bangs Kyle and Alki yeah. are all. Demon Slayer is 
awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like it is awesome, especially to be able to watch as the seasons come out and they've been throwing in some movies in there. And I'm not like huge on the whole movie trend that a lot of these animes are doing, but their movies are awesome because they're all been like canon. A lot of in the past movies for other animes have just been like filler stories. In this case, they've all been relevant to the story and actually follow the manga. And I mean, you get to watch an hour and a half of straight fuego, whatever. It's amazing. We've already, me, Kyle, and Alki are kind of almost all in the same agreement that the Mugen Train movie, so the Demon Slayer movie that came out after season one, is one of the best movies, period, of all time. <laughs> like, I... I, I cried like movie, a baby at the end of it. That movie honestly changed my life. Like, I will never <laughs> look at anime the same way because it was... I was blown away. Like Alki said, like a lot of these times, these movies are just, they're non-canon. They don't really mean much to the story. They're always fun to watch. And, but at the end of the day, you're kind of sitting back like, ah, this doesn't really mean anything for the story itself, but here it does. And it's just, I was bawling my eyes out. I've never, I don't think I've cried as hard as I did in a movie, like ever as I did in at the end of that one personally. Some, some of the most unique and fresh animation like out there i know like the whole anime wave is taking over now and there's some top tier shit coming out but man some of those fight scenes are just sword swings in general they can put so much into it and look so fresh the one negative that i was kind of alluding to at the beginning of my spiel that i'll kind of just knock out of the way is while yes i would recommend this to anybody um there are some cringy anime moments, unlike Vinland Saga. I think Vinland Saga is probably going to be the only one that we could talk about here that doesn't really happen. I mean, uh, look, Demon like Slayer it. has some. Thankfully, there was, you know, really like common tropes, but it's not that bad. It's not like there's one. It's not like seven daily sins where the dude just like dives into titties. Yeah, there's one particular character who's pretty like he's a side character. Well, I guess he's not a side character, but he's part of like the main group. But he. Again, he's yeah. not a big deal. Like you, you once you move past that character in particular, like the story is unbelievable. I feel like I just I find myself just wanting more and more. I the only two animes I ever feel like I'm like shouting at vividly. I'm going to get to the other one in a second, but <laughs> Demon Slayer is just one of those where I'm literally watching by myself. It's dark, like I'm all the lights are off because I want to really just soak in the colors and the visuals of the show and shit is happening i'm screaming at myself like at the tv like <laughs> shaking it and i'm like nothing makes me feel this way besides the other anime and demon slayer, <laughs> and demon slayer. The, the ends the ends of the seasons are so good but i mean for me demon slayer is just a quintessential story of like how far are you willing to go for the people you love and yeah. it just is so fucking fires you up to watch how far these motherfuckers are willing to go for the people they love. It just is. I want to fucking run through a wall every time I get to the ending of a season. Cause it's the main like, character. they're just, they just push themselves past every limit. They ever would have thought they had the mentorship relationships are so good. Like it's just, it's just fucking fantastic. Yeah. They made you so ingrained into the story and it's not like one of those complicated power scaling, a no. uh, power schemes like a Jujutsu Kaisen or any other anime. Jujutsu Kaisen is one we cover on binge down podcast. Um, it's less like you you fall in love with the characters and their their drive, you know, yeah. and I think maybe we should even change this podcast uh, title to what we're going to recommend Luke to watch because he hasn't watched this either. Like I, everybody's got to watch this. It's it's, it's like it's taking social media by storm the same way Attack and Titan was, you yeah. know, it's like it's like mainstream and that's not common for anime that has not really happened until the last like three four years and it's paving the way 
And you got to get on the ride, man. Got to hop on the train. I'm not against it. I'm just waiting for it to yeah. get closer to ending. But yeah, you guys, I mean, this, you guys were fighting over this as picking a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. It is close to, that's again, also important to say, an ongoing show. It is getting, I think, closer to the end, though, because the, the manga is. is done in real life. So we're, mm-hmm. I mean, we're catching the hell up. And just to plug that the movie that Dave mentioned, again, I mean, I using IMDb for this because it's a movie. It has 65,000 votes on IMDb, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, it's an 8.2 on IMDb. As a movie? Is, I mean, that's an animated movie. That's and, and you need to watch kind of things beforehand to even understand for the for the most part. I think you could watch it if you wanted to either way, but it's just it's just a well done shit. It's just well it done. set records when it came out in theaters. It yeah. set plenty of records. These guys know how much so Hunter X Hunter is personally one of my favorite animes of all time if not my favorite anime of all time and once we got through season three of Demon Slayer I, I took a look at all of them and I was like I might have to put this over Hunter x Hunter because I've seen Hunter x Hunter maybe six or seven <laughs> times like packed to back because I fucking love that anime so much and this is on pace like again I just don't feel the way I feel all like this show just brings out the most in me and I just I fucking love it yeah it's really good <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to give my first recommendation. And if you could pick up anything from these guys recommending some of their favorite animes, one thing about anime for me is I really don't like to start ones that are ongoing because there's so much out there. I like the completed projects. So my recommendations are going to be both completed and shorter and sweeter than the typical recommendation that you'll get here. Um, So my first pick is going to be Akame Got Kill. So this came out in 2014. It's completed. It's 24 episodes, single season, done. Uh, the manga is like 78 cha- 78 chapters too. So it's not super long. It it pretty much set out what it had to do. There was no like, uh, you know, wandering around from the goal. Like it went from point A to point B, and it does it in 24 episodes. And the way I like to pitch this is that it is essentially the Game of Thrones of anime in terms of character safety, where everybody is unsafe the tension that they build in this world is one of the key highlights of why i love it and it sticks out as so unique to me because literally anybody could die at any point it could be a main villain it could be a main protagonist it could be a side character it could be anybody it could be the mentor character like everybody is on the chopping block and you can feel the tension that they build and they started off hot in episode one so one of the best things about this anime is by the end of episode one you're going to see some crazy shit happen and you're going to either be all in or you're out and you know it's not for you. So to give you a little bit more about the actual setting itself, I like I, I would say it's like medieval Game of Thrones slash Attack on Titan era technology in a in a city of like an empire, basically all fictional. It's not like real world at all. But the main character is from like a rundown farm village that is broke and he is going to the big city, the capital city of the empire to try and figure out a way to win some money with his friends and bring it back to his village and his family and kind of build them up. So he's he is essentially setting off in the beginning of episode one, um, and he's just going to be looking for that money, but he also does, he's very ignorant, is what I'll say. And episode one enlightens you to the entire uh, 
personality of this empire and it's basically just plagued by corruption it is one of the most evil grim dark mangas anime i've ever seen like everybody is as turn everybody's evil meter up to a 10 like people are like eating kids and stuff like there's murder in the street like whatever's happening there's slaves like there's all of this like this is a very very brutal anime so i don't i don't like lightly recommend this to someone if you're looking for a casual watch but the best thing about this is that through the first episode you find this kid who's thinking that the empire is some glorious uh, institution and he's going to go to the main capital, win some money and go save his family in his village. But he finds out right away that this world is cold as fuck. And the, the main turning point, I guess, of episode one is that there's a notorious rebel group that is always fighting against the empire that there's like legends about. They're called the night raid. You find this out pretty early and this group is not what he thinks it is. And he quickly finds out that maybe this is the side that he should be fighting for and against the empire. And this is all just like thrown at you in episode one. You're seeing this kid who's so ignorant, just learn all of the political pieces that are in place. And from there, it just escalates. It's a quick, it's a quick training anime where there is some power scaling pretty early but it's all natural and it doesn't feel forced at all there's it's just badass sword fighting there's a couple of magical items but it's pretty toned down and it's mostly combat based everybody has their own unique fighting styles they're all fucking amazing the fighting is like a huge calling point for this and you it's just like revenge porn at its finest at, at some level it's i, I don't want to get too more too much more into the details of it but also know that on the reverse side, like while the empire and like the figureheads, like the king and all them are just like evil bastards that you just want to see get the Ramsey Bolton treatment and just get revenge on them. But the coolest thing about it is there's almost an equivalent night raid on the empire side of just very competent um, and pro empire fighters, essentially the night raid for the empire. And they have some of the coolest characters. And I would say that the, the villain, the main villain, that's part of that. Empire Night Raid is one of my favorite anime characters ever. She is just intimidating, and all of all of this is to say that I think Sexy. that yeah, I mean, <laughs> whatever, you say, whatever you want to say about, but I'll let you guys say whatever you want. Just the last piece, of the, it's super quick and super, but super dense. You really grow attached to these Night Raid characters, and our main character Tatsume, who's just a beast. He's like a typical shonen pr- protagonist, but thrown into a grim, dark world, and just the whole thing is very fun. And again, like uh, my selling point is that anybody can die, and you're going to be getting some knife knife twists into your heart almost every other episode that you're just not going to see coming at all. And it's complete. Well, now they are. Well, now you might, but it's complete. So you'll get to see the whole story, 24 episodes. And I know that yeah. this is Dave's most watched pilot of all time. He's seen yeah. it like 10 Dude, times. you've introduced it to like 10 people, uh, me included. That was going to be one of the main comments I had about this anime is this one obviously is very near and dear to my heart as well. Again, Luke mentioned it was 2014. So we were seniors in high school. And I remember watching this first episode and just by myself and just, again, just being completely mind fucked. And I'm like, <laughs> all right time to show everyone in the world yep. this fucking episode and like i you know i brought luke over showed him and then it's like ah shit like you know alki missed out on it. i gotta show alki and then they're just kyle and so i we're just like all hanging definitely out definitely watched weekend. this pilot probably about like 10 times it's in my entire life like how good the last 10 minutes yeah. of the pilot are that set you up to binge this whole series and if there's anything else we can add i mean this was our fucking group chat name for fucking years when it, night it, raid. Night, it was night raid our group chat was <laughs> yeah, night raid true. in 2014 for like three four years after that and the deuteragonist is uh pretty freaking cool too 
Akame. Akame, yeah. yeah. After the named at the show, which yeah. surprisingly she is not the main main character, but it's, secondary. He is freaking because cool. it used to, obviously when we watched it in 2014, it was on Netflix. I don't think that's the case anymore. I kind of just looked it up just to kind of so we could pitch it, was it on out Netflix? there. It was. That's where we watched it. At least depends on where you are regionally, anyway. So yeah, it's in. Re- I guess it's regional now, but uh, I think it's on Hulu and Amazon Prime is what I saw online. So dude, Hulu has a lot of anime. They do. It does. It, yeah. It's up there. My my anime hub is popping up all the time now on Hulu. It's literally called My Anime Hub, and it's just That's list funny. banger. I'm like, should I rewatch that? That's should cool. I rewatch that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't have really the time. Cool, yeah. Like in 2014, I, when Netflix was like the only streaming yeah. platform, they they had a great assortment of anime. But now, because it has to be diversified, like yeah, Hulu is definitely also. I correct me if I'm wrong. Did we not all get together to watch this finale? No, we totally did for my we first did. time. At oh least. yeah, yeah. Okay, was, we yeah. totally got together for this finale, which again, I to show you. Like we, I've, I've even seen the pilot like four or five times because like yeah. You, yeah, I was maybe I've one of the it. first like five people you showed, and then I was there for every other time that you showed it to someone because we would hang out at your house, and then like you know Dean would be there, be like, "Yo, you ever heard of a comic got killed?" And he'd be like, "No." We'd be like, "All right, well, we got to go watch the pilot in the basement right dumb. now." We should dumb. We should dumb the pilot. I remember that. I yeah. want to sit down and watch the pilot right now. <laughs> oh, I could front to back every word, character. I know it all. <laughs> I, yeah, cool. I, can pretty, I can picture so much of it in my head. I think in terms of like an introductory anime, it's great because it's only 24 episodes. And I think that's what Dave was like trying to accomplish with how many people he was introducing it to. It's just like so easy to get roped in. And it, I don't I mean, know the if first he was episode, that far. He was just like, "This is so sick." But it like <laughs> this is like this is like, fucked up. I can't believe it. <laughs> it turns. It cranks it up to eleven, like in the first episode, and then it stays there Spread for twenty four for twenty four episodes. You know, it's yeah, like it's, really fun. So I think if that's something, if you're in like a lull, or if you just want something new and quick, boom, perfect. Or if you want something, uh, if it's your first time, it may be a great one. Yeah, I think it's a good out. one. Yeah, it's, we could test it out on Jimmy too. It's also important to state that, of course, anime episodes are all like less than thirty minutes, so they're very bingeable. Except, isn't the pilot longer for some reason? But I could sometimes they're longer. Sometimes because they they they're longer because they won't do the uh, song mm-hmm. sometimes, but they're generally around 24, 25 minutes, and really like of actual actions about. Yeah, it's not 20 like minutes, one piece, it's like minutes. a lot of flashbacks at a lot of points and times. It's like actual 20 minutes of like full information. All right. So that's going to do it for our first round, round of recommendations. Let's mix up the order here. I will not go because I just went, but let's just, you know, whoever wants to jump in and give their second recommendation because we're about at that halfway point. I know that people are dying to hear about my second recommendation after I teased it so much in my first spiel. So we're going to just jump right in with a sports related anime called oh. High Q. Talk dirty um, to me. Just a volleyball anime. It just follows these two uh, quote unquote rivals, Kageyama and Hinata Shoyo, of course, of the concrete. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's basically it. They, we, it opens up with them, you know, first years in high school, um, trying out for a once powerhouse volleyball team. Um, no longer a powerhouse. They've had quite a fall from grace and, there's really not much else to say other than that it's, it just follows these two freshmen who have now joined this team and we get, you know, the training arcs of them. One of the characters, uh, Kageyama, is a very naturally skilled and uh, athletic player who basically just gets everything he wants because he's just that good and everyone knows he's that good. His nickname is The King, maybe not for positive reasons, but still a, gr- a badass nickname at the end of the day. And Shoyo is kind of the opposite, who's uh, 
not he's very athletic, but doesn't really have the technique maybe that allows him to be as good as Kageyama. But his pure athleticism, the ability of um, him just never giving up, just always wanting to push himself to be the strongest or the the best, even though drive. He has a height disadvantage. He's he's always considered to be shorter than everyone else, so people always push down on him, and that's what motivates him. (laughs) Yeah, he's the the underdog, true underdog. And this is just again one that I I just get so hyped. Like the matches that they have between a lot of these schools are just so fucking intense, and it's great because the rivalries are there. Like every school we've been introduced to continues to be a rival and threat, and just a, a. a school of importance. It's not like they introduce these schools and they're like, all right, on to the next one. You know, they actually have meaning and they're, they build these rivalries and like we get player and player interactions that are just so amazing to see. And they're so cool, like getting them rekindled when they go back to different tournaments and they're like, Oh shit, look, it's those players from that team again. Like, and they, they always have these great character interactions and the development of all these characters is just so great. And again, just one of these animes that I find myself just, when when our boys fucking rock that shit over the mm. net and I'm just I'm sitting there just like clenching my fist and I'm like let get me out nice kill yeah get me out on the volleyball court like this this anime like I already loved volleyball coming into this anime and that was probably the main reason why I watched it but I have now become fully addicted to volleyball because of this anime like I when I'm watching the anime and I'm playing in our like sports league I. I just I can't not think of myself as he not to show you just being a beast. And I just it I it's changed my life, just like Demon Slayer has changed my life. So that's why I wanted to recommend these two. Um High Q, I will say, is a little bit longer than Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer just dropped season three. High Q uh has four seasons, I believe. And the fifth one is it's coming out. Mm, we have a season. We haven't had the a movie release. part one. Oh, yeah, that's what it movies. is. Sorry, is that's what it is. Bonk, which, but yeah, but yeah. still easy easily worth the watch there's so much content like even if you don't like volleyball still would highly recommend this just because they do also a great job of explaining the rules of volleyball as well so even if you have no clue how to play volleyball like not a problem the show does a great job of teaching you the rules um because there's a lot of characters who get introduced to the show who also have no clue about volleyball and those are the opportunities that for them to teach new people as well i find myself learning a lot like i'm very intermediate below intermediate when it comes to volleyball and so you know, when we were doing formations, we're trying to study formations from high Q, you know. It's just- <laughs> yeah. So you guys should know, we literally started playing volleyball on a team because of this anime, like, like yeah. literally <laughs> as a group. So like, I have like sport, like memorabilia, like sports memorabilia of uh, like the, the high ever. school. Yeah. The high school, just because I want a jersey too. like, I'm literally like it's an anime, but I yeah. fucking love this school. I fucking love it. It's it's and, really and the good. songs are always bangers too. the intros and intro songs are always banging sports animes are pretty common and popular but it's the first one i've ever dove i've ever um delved into that's even a word (laughs) but uh delved but um and i will say man it i think it's the best one on this list maybe that we're introducing like i think haikyuu is fantastic the story is amazing the characters are great you love them all they all offer something to the team they all have a role and like they they literally talk about the sport it makes you cheer i cheer for the team and it's a freaking cartoon bro i cheer for the team like like yeah you gotta stop really like it's it's like a real sport so if you like sports maybe maybe this would be the one to try out yeah there you You go like if you're maybe not into anime but you really like sports uh, like or you you know if you just like friendship 
if you love friendship, <laughs> this is a great one, you know. And the best part about this is that like they don't like they don't win every game. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not exactly, like you, it's not like, you exactly. know, the outcome. It's not like, oh, you know, like they're going to win. Like when it's like, you know, tied at the end of the game, like every point matter. It's just I get emotional thinking about the show. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's just again, like like I said, with Kokias, it slides into one of my favorite shows of all time. You know, I think for me, it's I has a show ever elicited this level of emotion on me. I'm not sure. I would really have to think about it. I mean, I I held off on watching the last three episodes because I was not like prepared for it to be quote unquote over and having to wait for like a full new season. Like it's just I, I so I I during COVID I moved to South Carolina and I kind of lived alone in an apartment and I watched Haikyuu during that time and it was just like the greatest thing on the planet. Like it was just like I just can't say enough good things about the show, the characters, everything. Dave, you just Two fantastic choices. Uh, yeah, we were all all three of us, me, Kyle, and Alki, were definitely fighting for for the, the know, fucker. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> the best but um, yeah, I've definitely shed some tears. Also, just like maybe not while watching, but when I, me and Kyle are big into reactions, so when I'm watching people react to it and like they have this like mm. a beautiful moment happens, and like I get teary eyed. I'm like, holy yeah. shit! Like this is emotionally beautiful, and so that's where that's where I'll leave my. My two phenomenal recommendations at Demon Slayer and Haikyuu. The second best show to watch reactions to, for sure. Oh, it's, yeah, besides One Piece. Besides One Piece. Yeah, besides One Piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. With that. I actually, what I like about it, too, is like, I know Slice of Life is another popular category, and this takes place at a high school. Oh, so they're like, it's also in so like, like Tokyo, students. Yeah. yeah, so they like do a good job of just like that day to day mundane they have exams and know, stuff. They're like academically yeah, ineligible. Like it, <laughs> and it's funny. And, and it's again, an, another one that's not real cringy. You know, they do have crushes on girls, but they're like, adolescent boys yeah, like they're not like so weird funny. about it in any way it's very natural and um you know I'm, we're all big eagles fans here like most of us here big sports fans in general i literally will like well up watching like a highlight tape of like brian dawkins or something i get that Next. feeling yeah, with high yeah. cute. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding, dude. I'm getting fired up right now. Like, I, I, I we, we got to sign up for the next league. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Let uh, let let me jump in here because I don't have much to add on the high uh Ron, if we're ready to move on to the next recommendation. Yeah. Um, so my second recommendation, it's gonna follow the same theme of being a completed project. It's called Assassination Classroom. It mm. came out in 2015, I think it was season one, 2016, season two. So two seasons, 47, 47 episodes done. 47 episodes sounds like a lot, but 20 minutes a pop, you can rip through that. It's only two quick seasons. So it's a super simple concept, but it's very unique. And just like the quick elevator pitch of it is a godlike yellow octopus alien thing that can move at 15,000 <laughs> miles per hour arrives on earth after having destroyed 70 percent of the moon so the moon's like a permanent crescent and this entity comes onto earth and says in w exactly one year i'm going to destroy the earth and he gives the and so the weird thing about this or the biggest spin on it is during that year what this octopus whose name is koro sensei is very very Legend. popular anime character um so koro sensei is like the special thing about it is during that year, he picks a random junior high school class in Japan of just kids that, you know, middle school to early high school age. So very young kids. And he says that during this year, 
I'm going to teach these kids like I'm an academic professor. At the same time, I'm going to be teaching them how to assassinate me in hopes that they would kill him before he decides to kill the earth. And the thing is, like, he is constantly in a state where he's just drawing math equations on the board and then these kids that are in his classroom are shooting these special weapons that are designed to murder him at his back as he's teaching and because he can move fifteen thousand miles per hour he's basically invincible so the whole idea of this show is that it's such a unique spin on him being a mentor but he's also the the the, the villain of the story where he's like He's creating these genuine connections with these kids, teaching them life lessons, but at the same time, hoping in every turn, like complimenting on them, complimenting these kids on getting closer to stabbing him or shooting him. He's like, oh, that was a good try. You know, like the whole idea is he wants these kids to succeed because he's going to destroy the earth in a year. And the the connections that they make, including the side sub teachers that come in and become part of the main cast, it's, it's actually fucking beautiful and emotional and just like the... The biggest thing that I like to say about this is, and I stand by this to this day, is that pound for pound, this has the best character development of anything I've ever seen in my life. Pound for pound. So like obviously One Piece, like over the course of, you know, a thousand chapters has better character development. But over the course of two seasons, you see these kids in season one, they each kind of get their own episodes in the beginning, which makes it a little bit of a slow burn. But the payoff is it, it needs to happen. Elite, each, yeah. Each they're all one mis- of these. They're kids, all misfits, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like the dumber class of like yeah. this highly yeah. established. They have their own classroom that's like off campus, basically, because they're all like dumb and like they create mischief and trouble. And it's just each one of these kids is written to have like a special set of skills, both academically and assassin assassin wise, like, and the way they use it and the way Koro Sensei cultivates it and tries to make it better. And the way it pays off through these two seasons, like, I don't know how, if I like many more animes, like if I would have that many more animes higher than assassination classroom, just the, all of the character work is brilliant. And the extra caveat that makes this world even more interesting is that the Japanese government, who's very aware of this entity, puts a $10 billion bounty on Kuro Sensei. So not only are these kids day to day just going through class, prepping for SATs, and then also learning, having little paintball battles outside to get better at assassination, like all this is happening, as well as actual professional assassins and the government themselves. Like they're all trying to also assassinate this alien because they don't care if the kids learn and do it. They just want to protect earth. So it's like all of these moving parts that are constantly happening. And Kuro sensei just smiling the whole time, moving like back and forth, like 15,000 miles per hour, flying to Hawaii to get ice cream for one of the kids. That's sad for them telling them like fucking stab me in the face, pussy. Like he's Uh, he's doing all this. It's just absolutely incredible and unique. And the end is one of the most satisfying endings of any anime or manga that I've seen. It's just, and yeah, it's a tearjerker. I cried. I cried. I remember shit. back in it was like 2016. Like I was home from school. Like yeah. classic. I had a hill shift the next day. I was up at like two, three a.m. hauling <laughs> my eyes out at the fucking finale. Just it was so, so unbelievable. So my good. last thing I'll say again, just to reemphasize, it's like a comic got killed. The other my first recommendation is zero to hundred. You just hold on for dear life, and that's going to happen. But assassination classroom, you need to let the story put in the work to give these kids each a backstory and it kind of feels like the first like 10 episodes are like each kid is like getting a, a highlighted episode and you're like okay we're restarting this process of learning this kid about his family like what his weaknesses are all that stuff it's just something that you need to get through and the payoff is 
unbelievable. And I promise you, if you can make it through like that first initial slow burn part, you'll never look back. And and the end season two, you're going to think Kuro Sensei is the best fucking character ever. This class is amazing. And this story just wraps nice bow at the end and everything about it. I can't like I want to rewatch this right now as well like this and a comic okay i could watch them any day of the week i'd fire it up dude i i can yeah. i can i get uh like these weird craving moves where I, all i want to do is watch anime yeah. and i've been watching so many like movies and shows and sometimes it's nice to take a little break from like real life and watch some anime i will say assassination cloud is also pretty damn funny Oh yeah, my favorite character is bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love bitch. <laughs> it's also it definitely has a lot of like anime tropes in it, but they're not like they don't beat you over the head with them, and they're like really well done. Like a classic anime thing is there's like a baseball episode. There's oh, just like a God. baseball episode. You know what I mean? Like the, they take exams, like they do class assignments and it becomes like an episode around the exam, which is like it's still like a battle, but it's an exam. Like it, it's just it's so good. There's a paintball episode, which is definitely one of the best ones of the whole series. Like there's just so many good episodes. I think do a beach episode, classic anime. A lot of uh, a lot of this is one of those animes where I feel like they spoof the the tropes yeah, and stuff you know what i mean and that, yeah that's funny you know it's refreshing because it's like they're making fun of themselves in a way you know yeah i'm also slowly collecting this manga series because the each book so kora sensei has can like he's an octopus so he can change his colors in any way that he wants he's always like yellow's base for him but like his expressions and like his emotions will impact the color that he is so all the books are different kora sensei emotion like and colors and facial expressions and it's just like it's really colorful creative it's just it's a really really good ride and i can't find the fucking seventh book out in the wild i don't want to buy them online i just want to collect them as i see them in the wild and never store has a seventh book so whatever <laughs> um well i just want to point it out there too that kuro sensei is technically not the protagonist even though he, he semi is but there is an actual protagonist kid who also like shares the spotlight more than almost any anime i've seen where the almost everybody in the class is like a main character but the main character is like a classic um, underdog, just nerdy little kid that doesn't have like he's not good at anything. Yeah. So blue hair, it, just a classic anime looking character. It's confused for a girl. Nagisa, right? Nagisa. Yeah. His character growth is is one of the, the shining yeah jewels of this series. But anyway, that's also, that's what I'll do. I, I just want to well, and the cherry on top was saying like I also think it's very creative in how they show off Koro Sensei's. Uh, fifteen thousand mile per hour speed. Mach twenty. It's like Mach twenty, yeah, yeah something like yeah. that. Like he's, I, I won't give away too much, but I think it's like very cool. Like it's not just him, like you know, going to Japan quickly and back. Like he incorporates it in his survival, in his teaching, and it's just, it's genius. It really is. Yeah. yeah. He, he even get he gets a rival teacher where he's like pissed at the teacher. It's just yeah. like really fun, and he's a great teacher like he cares about the kid oh god love it it's so so worth the watch so good the yellow so ball good. he's cool uh who's next we got three more i'll i'll go next because i think only paul and i have watched this so i want to just get it out of the way but also hype it up chainsaw man this shit is so good so the story of chainsaw man it takes place in a world in like the late 90s i think it's like 96 or 97 um where there are demons now demons pop up out of like humans fears so like you can have like a fear of like a phobia of like spiders there'll be a spider demon you have like a phobia of something dumb like rugs and there would be a rug demon 
So it's like the that more, too. The more people fear it, the stronger it is. Yeah. So the, like there's a tomato demon, but it's like a weak little POS because that. like not that many people are scared of tomatoes. Right. Exactly. If you so, are, then you're weird. So it's interesting. And it's the main character is this guy, Denji, and he's like the poorest of poor, probably like in this whole city in Tokyo. And he his gets, drive is sorry. like to be just to have a normal life. Um, in this world, you can fight demons. Like there are factions that fight demons. Like pu- the, there's like a public uh, safety association. They fight demons and other underground organizations. You come to find out, but um, you can make a contract with a demon, and they. Excuse me, I've been calling them demons. They're devils. I apologize. They're devils. You can make a contract with a devil and, you know, use their ability at your disposal if you you can give something up to gain their ability. Like some people give up like fingernails or like an eye, like it happens. It has happened in various ways throughout the story. He has this contract with this like little um dog type with a chainsaw as a as its nose and like the string is his tail and he fights demons with that and gains money because he owes like the yakuza cash his dead father left him with a huge debt he comes to a near-death experience and the story just takes a leap from there he basically becomes the chainsaw man i'm not going to reveal exactly how because that is kind of like a plot point of the whole story um but immediately you get introduced to some super strong characters who are pulling the strings you might you know suspect and after a few episodes the show takes an even crazier nosedive that completely ropes you in and eventually there's so many powers at bay. There's so many strong characters. The art style is really interesting because it's Mappa, which is also what Villain Saga and Attack on Titan are. And there that's a very highly touted studio. It's really cool because what I like about it, it's very dark. It's gruesome. It has it's quite like, like violent and gory, you know? Yeah, it's like quite vi- very violent and gory. So, you know, it might not be for the faint of heart, but it has amazing fights that get you really fired up. The characters in it and everybody that Denji interacts with is really cool. And Denji starts out as this like simple minded man. But as he learns his abilities and gets to know the world that he's in, he, you know, he grows as a character as well. He gets some depth as well. And um, my favorite part about this anime is that it's it's so intense. Every single event has extremely high stakes. And you come to learn that very early on. As the story progressive, there are some insane twists. And I'm saying this as a manga reader as well. I actually was introduced to this through the anime, but the manga was I was so like curious. And usually when I like an anime like Demon Slayer, like Haikyuu, I stick to it because it's fun to watch it as it comes out. This one wrote me in so quickly and easily that I actually started reading the manga. And because of that, I know that this can have the potential to be like one of the top animes out to fight with like my hero, Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack on Titan. Like it is that level. It's on that echelon of of quality. And I cannot wait to see how it unfolds. Do you know currently it's, it's going to be? So I actually think, Paul, you fact check me. But like right now, 
I think it's got to be at least like four seasons, four or five. Right now, I was just going on to say the first season ended. So I don't first know. Season, when did that end at the end of part one as the manga? No. Because the end of part one in the manga, and I believe I think there was going to be like four parts. I think, I yeah. I think he said there. it was like three or four parts. It ended about halfway through part one. Well, that sounds like a lot. So it could be a lot. I don't know how they're going to wrap, like, you know, speed it up or something. But I think the anime did a very good job of conveying, like, the tone of the manga and all that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool. And I it's just a good it's a good action, character driven, power scaled manga and anime that I think anybody who's a fan should check out. Yeah, Alki, what you said it like two seconds ago, the tone of it is just what sets it apart from everything else. It is so unique. It is such a different perspective from the main character's point of view from the other one. Like, he is just so grateful for everything. Like, he puts jelly on a piece of toast and he's like, this is the best meal I've ever had. Like, this is, he's so grateful for it to be there because he, he always has so little. Um, and yeah, as, as, as it progresses, um, you see him kind of like it, you see his thought processes change as well. And um, like Alki says, it is dark and gory at points. Um, so like the, the anime animation is just crazy at times. There's it seems like there's so much going on and it's kind of like the fun of it. It is just messy and gruesome and so much fun yeah and i mean the the adversaries the devil, are devils so they like yeah. don't hold back you know like they really say. they really get into that whole idea it's like you're dealing with devils like they're not good people you know and like they they're cautious towards those who are like there are some devils who have taken on like human forms and they like have them you know at arm's length away you know and you come to find out that there's like a devil that is responsible for this huge calamity in this world and the public safety is doing their best to to track it down and kind of denji gets uh in the middle of all like that. a main antagonist kind of thing you could say well, yeah, it you honestly could say that no but, like okay you could like it's oh, the gun devil yeah it's like the gun what devil. it is it's like people are so scared of shootings and mass shootings that the fear of guns has created this insanely powerful gun devil. yeah it's manifested into this like calamity literally like world-threatening type devil mm -hmm, and he's cool. like so strong or she is so strong that everybody is going after it like everybody it's it's so interesting you know and there's so many elements it seems elementary at first but then it it just unfolds into something so grand you know and like the the one of the main characters is one of the most interesting characters i have ever encountered in any manga or anime like seriously and what she may or may not be capable of is like what is the horny everybody girl? wants to find out huh is this the horny girl i no, that's I, power that's power <laughs> she's also <laughs> i was gonna really say cool. i feel like i i know that like the the little his little companion is very cute and they sell a lot of plushies and then there's just a very horny woman yeah. in the show <laughs> there is waifus everywhere yeah <laughs> and they do it. they do kind of dip their toes into that like tropius but it's not at the it's not the way you would imagine like it's like it's like erotic like actually erotic like it's kinky yeah. and you know and like the i was reading it at work popping tense and i was like i need to stop reading this because i'm gonna get fired i said maybe this isn't like a beginner one or maybe no. it is no you should because it it'll 
entrance you. It is crazy, like how I, I it's so unique. I don't even know how to explain it. They don't and, downplay like the severity or the intensity of their adversaries in any way. Paul, please continue. Will, like, well, I was yeah. gonna say, I will say, like, I've only seen the first episode, and that is more than enough for you to know if you're gonna like dive into the like this show or not. Like the ending of episode one, what you were alluding to earlier, I thought was wild. Like, I definitely plan on watching. I kind of, I think maybe when that. When I was started getting into that, I think maybe Demon Slayer was coming out, so I kind of like let it build it, that but... inventory a couple seasons down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the episode one, you will know right away if you're all in or not. And I, I was personally sold on it. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, like you find out there's like a hell, like it's just so it's so crazy. It's it's um, I've seen a lot of really like interesting uh, panels, like the artwork that's like very like super detailed, like yeah. really interesting. I don't even want to say abstract art, but it's just like. It's like the pain. Even, it's like pain over. Like, yeah, they just look like iconic shots. They just look really, really good. I've seen a lot of them on the internet. My anime of, list has it at eight point five six. Hey, okay. it's pretty up there. One of the most famous panels is him just dejected, like slouched over in the middle of the room with the bubble. I just want to see tits. So that is that is <laughs> our main characters. Fair enough. So so, so, okay, so it's like a relatable show too. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's that's the best part about. Maybe that's why me and Alki move this along gravitated. here. Fair enough. Fair enough. All what right, was Paul. Our next recommendation. You gonna get it, and I'll round it out. So now nah, you got us. All right, cool. All right, so this one is gonna be a little interesting because it used to be almost the face of anime for a little bit. Um, not like the big three face, but there was a crazy hype behind it. Um, it's Sword Art Online, and it's just the it's so Classic. different season to season is is really the part where I wary when I try to recommend it to somebody because you're not gonna get in season two what you got in season one. That being said, season one is really where you know it got its huge following from, and. It is what happens if you get trapped in a virtual reality game. If you die in the game, you die in real life. So Classic. you can't take any risks in the game. And the strongest, the best at the game become the strongest in the world. Um, and I don't know how many. I think there's like a few million of people that are in there. Um, and what the, they're stuck in is a 100 level dungeon. Each level is its own world, its own feel completely. Um, once you clear with the first level you get to the second level the only way to survive and beat the game is to clear the 100th level and it's some of the fight scenes are just absolutely incredible it's like almost like a you're basically like playing a video game but living your life like you can pull up a menu screen in front of you and just kind of scroll see all the players are in the game like right, items the out of your inventory yeah, yeah, like you can literally like pop a button in front of you and all of a sudden the item pops up in front of you as well. Um, and, you know, when you level up yourself and you can put those into different traits and you can obviously vary so much that people are so different, especially when you get higher and higher up and get more specialties. It's so cool. Um, the characters and their motivations are great and why they, you know, keep on fighting in this game that basically it's some people are like why even try just like give up or like live your life don't even try to beat the game but then their motivations for why they want to continue on is just great um, talk about waifu <laughs> yeah there's awesome. a few waifus yeah we'll 
especially if you get more on into season two and season three, they actually switch games. I won't elaborate too much onto it, but like, don't expect the same game if you continue on past season one. Um, but it's realistic in the sense that people in the game also turn to crime and they start killing people, other players in the games. And so, you know, there's that whole threat and aspect to it and morality as well. Um, it's a really fun ride. The, video game feeling of like walking into a boss room is just like chill inducing and it gets you so excited it's like again in the video game sense that there's special abilities um you can create weapons but you have to go find the materials if you want to do that it's just a wild wild ride that you know after the first few episodes, I want to say like six episodes are kind of almost independent-esque in a way. They all kind of build on each other. But then once it gets rolling and it's like episode to episode or building off of each other, like directly, it it gets pretty wild. And I think, you know, Dave has a sword from Sword Art Online in his room. Like it has some of the most iconic weapons and, and images and Kirito, you know, that's your name and how many different video games. So yeah. Another they, anime that changed yeah. my life. Probably. Again, I knew you were going to drop that line. Like, <laughs> I mean, again, Paul said it like my, my gamer tag for a while was I switched it to Kirito because I just, this was like a feel good show for me freshman year. I think it was just one of those things I would come back drunk. I would be like, all right, I'm just going to restart sword art online because the first like <laughs> season is just like so fun to just imagine. I mean, sure. It would be, horrible like getting teleported into a game that you die in the game you die in real life that would be terrible but like it's it's i don't want to make it sound corny too but it is kind of like a love story in a little bit too yeah, in the first season is, at least at least sure. in the first season of first two seasons one maybe too. and it is a great story and so it was really something that i was drawn to one was you know video game associated a lot of great fights and then the love story was really beautiful i thought um and people definitely have their complaints about each season but i really enjoyed Honestly, a lot of them. Like up until season three, I was like ride or die for the show. I really did enjoy it. Yeah. So if you are not a non-anime watcher and like you're just listening to this to hear some sort of entry level recommendations, this is a great one. But I like to compare the Sword Art Online to Westworld. If you've seen that, where the first season is a certified hundred out of ten banger, and then it to is. each their own. After that, if you want to stick with it and like it, then you can. You I can. Season three was all. I mean, not definitely not going to say it was as good as season one, but I really loved season three. I thought, yeah, like I think season one and two are amazing. I will. I mean, I'm not embarrassed to admit this. I listened to season one theme song at the gym, man. <laughs> I, listen, I, still, I still listen to it. Crossroads by Lisa. Like, what's up? Yeah. Oh, that's actually comments. wow. I didn't even realize that's that's the song that is a fucking classic. Lisa, Lisa puts out a lot of uh, she does. good she, music. I think she did. Um, like Parasite, one of Parasite's theme songs, or maybe great. Demon Slayer's like one first one. Considering uh recommending was Parasite. Yeah, Yo, that theme, that theme song is fired. And it does it um and yeah, she did as Demon an, Slayer, by the way. Yeah. As an anime, it's a tearjerker. I mean, you get invested into the story of the two main characters. Like it's so good. One and the fights are really great. Of any anime. Mm-hmm. And it's cool too, because a lot of times when there's like a romance main main couple. The male usually dominates it, whatever. That's not the case here, where the the girl that's the main character of this show is so is amazing. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, going off ratings here, it's not the most highly rated. You know, seven point five IMDb, seventy one audience on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. My anime list has it 
at 7.2 score, but it's number five in popularity. So wow. it was pop, it, like you said, it, it was, was popular when it came out. Yeah. Because I and feel just like, like people to, just yeah. like a lot of people have seen this show. And they definitely like putting themselves yeah. in that idea again. It's like fucked up, but like it's a fun thought experiment. It is. Oh my yeah, God. Exactly. Well, we were in like fucking like, yeah, high school, early college. We were like, dude, this is like, did, did we make this show idea? Like, did they, <laughs> are they listening to us while we hang out? Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I love I love season two. I thought season three was good, too. I, I'm. I don't really have many bad things to say about the show at all. Just if you're new, just getting into anime, this is one that you might, you know, see a lot of places, but it does get swept under the rug nowadays with everything coming out. But it is a very, very good story. All right, Kyle. All right. My last. Okay. So this is an interesting one to talk about. I may have, I may be the only one here that has seen this show. I'm not, where I get rather collection of shows. I'm not entirely sure about that, but so this is the, my rec, my last recommendation is going to be the fate series. So that means a lot, but I'll try to break it down as concisely as I possibly can. So as an overview of what these series are about, essentially um, like the Holy grail is a, is a real magical object. And every, you know, so often it gets summoned into the world and there's a Holy Grail war where the Grail itself chooses, uh, again, Magis or masters, you know, they're mages essentially, and they get to summon servants, um, which are heroic spirits that basically are like their avatars. They fight for them. It's just a battle royale. So there's seven masters, seven servants, and then it's a battle royale for whoever's the last one standing gets the Grail and they get to make their wish on it essentially. It it has it just has a very kind of confusing order and like number of series that fall under the fate umbrella. But um the the main draw of this series, I would say to me, is that these are some of the best anime fights I've ever seen in my life. Uh like the physics and the animation is just so crisp and clear and colorful, and like they capture speed so well and uh, like so that there's seven classes of servants. You get a saber, who's like a knight, essentially. A lancer is a guy who uses a spear. An archer, a rider, um, is like a, you know someone who like will ride like a horse or like a chariot, things like that. A caster is a magician, an assassin, and then a berserker. So like each one, each of the seven masters get to summon their servants, and then it's just they just wander into each other, and it's like all right, you know say saber runs into berserker it's like it's fucking going down so now it's a knight with a sword against a fucking guy that just goes insane and it's like that fight style clash and then say you know archer runs into lancer so archer obviously keeps his distance but lancer has a spear so he's got to get in close so it's that fight styles together and it's just each fight is so unique and well animated and it's just it's just really really good but the the confusing thing about it is that they've pumped out so many fate series so I would say like the main three are essentially the first one's called Fate Zero, which is the fourth Holy Grail War. Um, it technically it was made in 2011. So technically it's like the I think it was actually made last, but it's a prequel. So like it gives you kind of a grounding on things. And then after the events of Fate Zero, it spreads off into just timelines, essentially. The two I would say that the two that I've seen and would say maybe quote unquote are like the important ones are Fate Stay Night actually is follows one of the servants, one of the spirits, and it's kind of her story a little bit. 
And then the one that's like the fucking art animation style, I would just watch, you know, on mute almost just to watch it with my eyeballs and not have to even be impacted by sounds is it's called Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. Uh, and it's just gas. I don't know what else to say. It's just so good The the two main characters, they're two of masters kind of, and like they're younger kids a little bit. So they're kind of like whatever, but oh my dude, the servants just kick fucking ass, man. It's like Gilgamesh, you know, like King Arthur, like Hercules. It's just like, it's just so fucking cool. They all just beat the shit out of each other all the time. Like it's just like almost like city ending level battles like it's just like constant in your face and it's animated actually by uh the same people that did demon slayer it was like their first like, so they did this before they did demon slayer so like Ufo table yeah i think it's Ufo actually table. you just pronounce it as a word i think it's ufotable Oh. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure. No, I never. I, I, I was. Always, I, 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 I know. I was always. I always read it as UFO table. But if you look at it, they don't capitalize anything differently, from my knowledge. So I watched one video and it said UFOtable. So I was like, okay, I'm rolling with that. Yeah, um, you're an expert. I now. said UFO table. Who's got yeah. problems here? And, and there's, there's, and there's like more spinoffs after that. There's movies. There's spinoff series. Whatever, whatever. But I, I just like for me, I wouldn't recommend this to someone who. Like this isn't like a beginner anime in my eyes. I would say a because it feels like you need to do a little research almost before you start to make sure you're starting on the one you want to start on. But it's just like I think like Dave was saying earlier, like this is a good I would say lull anime. You're into battle ones, uh, and it's just it's just pretty much people kicking the shit out of each other that are like legendary heroes. And I just enjoyed the whole ride. Does it have so, an end? Yes, it does. Like an, okay, yeah. so okay, yeah, like unlimited yeah, no. blade works. I would say is is two seasons, and that would be like the quote unquote end of the story. But then they've made spinoffs that have come out technically after that. I feel like, but I mean, best, like that's kind of the end of the line. I would say for like the main characters. I feel like one of the best ways to describe this is like the only way, the only experience I have with Fate's Day is through AMVs. Yeah, like literally in like high school when I'm back in watching like Naruto versus Sasuke AMV, like you know all that yeah. shit. Like for the uninitiated, an AMV is an animated music video. Essentially, they'll take like Fights. a class, like like a Lincoln Park song, and then it's just hey, an anime fight, and it's like, yeah, this is hype as fuck. So and yeah, th- those were like like fate stay was like like those were the best amvs because the fight yeah. scenes were just so incredible like again i've never seen it but like even to this day i feel like when people like you know like i'll see a fate stay video come up on instagram let's say and all the comments like are nothing but overwhelmingly positive like i remember watching this fight and like it still gives yeah. me goosebumps kind of shit I, I would say it goes beyond fights there's a lot of like political intrigue there's alliances between you know the masters where it's like okay like you know we have like the saber and the archer serve it let's say and they kind of team up for a little bit and they take out like the lancer and whatever and then they're shifting there's politics there's like ancient families that have always been involved in the grail wars and things like that so it's more than just fights but i would say that like you're going into this with the mindset that like i'm about to watch just some absolute knockdown drag out bangers and things will totally happen in between that i'm interested in and they i think that's a great ending for sure in the plot but I, the thing you'll pull away is definitely that this is just some of the best fight animation you'll ever see in your life nice kyle reminds me of the more. way you described it remind me of like Yu-Gi-Oh or something like of the of the cards being like yeah. on the field and it's like turn-based yeah. right yeah i mean well no it's not necessarily turn-based like it's like 
I mean, they'll just be hanging out in Tokyo, walking down the street, getting candy or whatever. And then it's like you run into a master and it's like, all right, we're fucking run it. Let's go pull out your servant. Let's get after it. It's time to do it. <laughs> yeah, literally. Exactly. <laughs> okay, nah, from that aspect, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I think that's going to do it for us. Um, I don't have anything written down, so this is on the fly. But, you know, if you like what you heard, just subscribe to Bingetown anywhere you see it. Or if you're on our side feed, please visit our main feed of Bingetown TV. Rates, reviews, they always help us grow. Um, These type of episodes are really fun for us. We just get to nerd out. It's not really involved with an ongoing show. It's whatever we really want to do. So be on the lookout for more of these this type of content. Uh, And then... As as we're along the same lines, there we have a couple of anime shows that we cover, and I think specific feeds with Jujutsu Kaisen, Attack on Titan, Alice in Borderland, Alice in Borderland live action, amazing. Watch that shit too. Um, but you know we got a little bit of something for everybody, and it, again, this is a great primer for any of your non anime watching friends. And then if you are an anime watcher, and you could tell from what which ones we were talking about there, you'll know which 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 types are for you. But Overall, I had a great time talking with you guys about this. We'll probably do a part two at some point in the future, just down the line where we can, because there's too many animes out there. We've seen too many. So be on the lookout for that. But I think that is it. We are Binge Sound TV. And thank you for listening. Night Raider. Follow us on on X.com. Everyone's already, everybody clicked off by this point anyway. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 